Over 10 million people worldwide have experienced a whole new world at the hit Broadway musical Aladdin. And now Aladdin is celebrating its fifth year of granting wishes. It's got fireworks, bling, and a real life magic carpet. How lit is that? Aladdin, dazzling Broadway one wish at a time. Great seats are available now on Broadway and across North America on tour. Visit AladdinTheMusical.com and get your tickets today. Injured in a car crash, slip and fall, or on the job? You need a law firm that's big enough to challenge the largest insurance companies and corporations. Morgan & Morgan has nearly 500 attorneys throughout the country, and they've recovered billions of dollars for clients like you. Get America's largest personal injury law firm to fight for you with no upfront cost, and it's free unless they win. Visit ForThePeople.com. Girl, you seem to change it every day. Your hair was long, but now it's short. You say I got it cut, but I don't see no hair on the floor. <laughs> Whenever I go out with, I find out something new. You're a fake, baby. You can't conceal it. Know how I know. Cause I can feel it, you're a fake, baby No rhyme or reason Cause in your mind, it's lying season <laughs> Alright Alright That is know. Alexander O'Neill's fake for a Great, for great the hymn babies. of the church <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas Praise the Lord, niggas Welcome back to Getting Grown with Jade and Kia I'm Kia I am Jade. My allergies are acting like Megan McCain, but I'm here. <laughs> and I will not be shaken. I am unswerving. Your table is not shooketh. It is not. Well, I guess I don't need to ask you how you are because. I mean, I they are just it. acting like entitled, overbearing, insufferable. White women. That's what my allergies are <laughs> behaving. Just behaving in with, I mean, the melodrama is really, really, really oppressive. And I'm sick of it. Your I allergies am. are acting like all Ooh. of the women who voted for Trump. It is just unreasonable. Well, how are you outside of that? I mean, um, I don't have any complaints. I'm grateful for another opportunity to come in kick it with you guys around the kitchen table just once again um yes we working we're doing we're working we're out here we're we're getting things done how about you how are you doing i'm good i'm t you know i'm i'm here i am moving and grooving um summertime is like i think one of my busiest seasons that's when Same. all the events start popping and uh you know planning really gets going so key and i have been sitting down and talking about some live shows for you all so we'll be able to to, oh, yes. to be able to get into that, uh, hopefully in the near future. So we're out here working and I'm not going to complain about it. I went to the Roots picnic this weekend. How was that? It was cool. Uh, <laughs> it was cool. Shout out to all the listeners. Love always. Um, Philly so showed famous. love. No, sis, you are. No, You're, sis. So You're so famous. I'm actually not at all. But 
it was a good time. The stage collapsed while 21 Savage was performing, I believe. Well, Lord, what are you saying? He well, he told me that I needed to get my black ass up out of that main nigga area. So we actually <laughs> left about 12 minutes prior to go look at Rafael Sadiq. <laughs> and as soon as we left, we're going up the stairs and we see a stampede of niggas in dust. And Antoinette heard a thud. And so automatically, you know, knowing knowing events and how they can go, we were like, somebody's shooting. So and you thought it was a shooting and then come to find out it was actually the stage that collapsed. Mm-hmm. And I believe everybody was safe. The The festival went on, but it was a good time. We had a blast and um, and I was grateful to be outside and get a little bit of sun. You can't see it right now through the first time. But, you know, I got like a quarter of a hue darker. I'm now like a smooth chamomile. Oh, OK. Yeah, I support. Okay. I support Thank you. you. <laughs> I, I believe yes. that's what you want me to do. <laughs> that's that's actually yeah. yes. That's what I need from you. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do that. These are this is my face. These are my things. This is my tan. Govern yourselves accordingly. Tan. You this that is my very generously. It's my tenth. <laughs> it's know. a tenth of a tan. It's okay. It's a tenth. It's a it's a tithe. It's a tithe. It's a tithe. It's a tithe of a tenth. Okay. So, all right. Anyway, the first fruits for the season. It's fine. My first. Thank you, sis. My first fruits. We're not done yet. Like you know, I'm trying to get to a caramel macchiato if I can. That's. I need to go to like Thailand and sit in the sun for about sixteen hours straight. In order to probably achieve any level of that. But um, I'm broke. So here we are. We're poor. We record at home. But we do have trash to get to. So well, let's get to it. Let's get to it. All right. Let's get into some basura, basura, cha, 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 cha. Um, have you heard about the Airbnb while black? No, I don't think I have. Oh, let me put 10 on 20. Let me hit you real quick. So there was a video that I saw this morning um, of some very educated. You can tell they are very educated, very well-spoken, well-mannered black kings. Y'all know I like to get on my hotel. And they rented an Airbnb here in New York. So, you know, you see, uh, I believe it was an Asian lady in the video. And she is into it with these. They are in a they are in an argument. And I guess she's trying to say that they had a party and they're like, how does this constitute? There are five of us sleeping here. I believe this was a four bedroom and it slept. The Airbnb said it slept five. How does this constitute as a party? So they're going back and forth. And she says. So which chimpanzee is going to sleep on the couch? Whoa. Yes. Yes. I am taken aback. Yes. So in the extended video, you see <laughs> you see them respond. And none of them are irate. None of them are screaming. They're not cursing at her, but they are speaking directly to her. Like, we told you, you said this was a five sleeper. There are five of us here. There is no party going on. Apparently, they called NYPD on her. But when she said, which chimpanzee is going to sleep on the couch? They said, your mom. 
<laughs> cackle is so heartfelt and hard. Because, <laughs> because when I saw the video, I was like, yes, that is a me response. I appreciate that. Y'all didn't get, they didn't get crazy or nothing. They just said your mom, your mom's going to, the chimpanzee's going to sleep on the couch. Now let's get to business, bitch. This, this, you said this sleeps five. What's up? At that point, when she said, which chimpanzee's going to sleep on the couch, her husband comes up the stairs and all you see him is, let's go. Come on, come on down. Like you need to remove yourself from the situation immediately. Evacuate right now. So um, Airbnb posted an apology, I believe on Twitter. Um, in response to the video, they, they, they posted an apology. Apparently they took care of it immediately. They took her off the list as a host. Um, they accommodated the young men, but it just, it's crazy. Like it's crazy. And then other people of color are, you know, you're perpetuating the same nasty behavior. And I just find it to be so, it's not fascinating, but it's fascinating. I mean, it boils down to just good old fashioned anti-blackness. That's it. Good old fashioned racism. Well, you know, it's, it's ma- what makes America great. Um, so the Internet is trying to get Linda Farstein's book pulled from the shelves. Who? If you don't know who Linda Farstein is, that's OK. She is yeah, the prosecutor in the um, Central Park Five case um, yeah so she okay. is the res- one of the, the the responsible figures in coercing these black men into confessing something that they did not do um as you know there is a netflix series there's a netflix documentary uh done by ava duvernay called one of us on on netflix right now i know a lot of us are saying we don't want to watch it um and i fully understand that i can understand how these situations are triggering um, and I believe that when these things are created, they're not created for those of us who are triggered by them. I think they are created for those, uh, for white people who need to know what's going on for real, for real. And I think they're created for some of us who may not be as well informed and need to get well informed about what's going on so that we can start to become a part of the solution as opposed to, you know, just being ignorant, not knowing. So if you choose not to watch it, but you are well informed in the situation, I fully support that. I can completely understand. But yes, they're trying to get her book pulled from the shelves. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. She deserves it. But let's move on to something good. Did you see Beyonce in blue at the wearable art gallery? I did see photos on my Instagram stories. Yes. What a it, it was Lion King themed and it was beautiful. So the Pride Rock is about to be lit. Let me tell you something. I cannot wait. It's the circle. (laughs) The circle of life. I am of the belief, and you're not going to like this, but I am of the belief that there should be showings that are are for singers and showings that are not. Man, take this. You take this racism. Take this prejudice right on the fuck. I (laughs) feel like... There is, and I mean, I'm sure that you people are going to be upset with me, but I feel like there is a level of appreciation that other vocal, uh, vocally inclined persons with singing capacity. I think that there is a level of appreciation for this, for, for music that, I mean, I just feel like when you're singing them and it's not even like, you know, oh, people who can't sing can't hear these things. 
I just feel like, and it's maybe not even singing, but I just feel like musically inclined people because musicians, uh, all all manner of like creatives, I feel like have have just a, a another like we listen with another. It's like another level of listening. Cool, listen with that level. We'll just all watch it together. <laughs> <laughs> But I did see, have you seen the memes where it says like the, 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 the theater is going to be seated in sections like soprano alto tenor? <laughs> you got to be in your section. If you're in the wrong section, you're going to get put out. And okay? there's going to be one little section for us. Mm-mm. We'll just blend in. in Z flat minor. We'll just I'm blend gonna have, right I'm in. I'm going to feel away. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's not okay. We all listen. All of you, you, are you elitist musicians and singers, you and your third ear, like <laughs> we don't care. We don't care. We gonna all be up in that bitch, and we just go harmonize and blend together, and we're gonna enjoy the magnificence that is the recreation of Pride Rock, okay. one of the only positive re- recreations we see. I listen with my third ear. I hear. I didn't say that. You did. Me first, Kia first of her name, singer of houses. I did not (laughs) say that. You said that. I did not say that. You said. I definitely said that. I I did say that. Oh my word! (laughs) What are we gonna do? More positive news of the trash. Khalil Green was elected as the first black student body president at Yale. I did see that. Shout out to yes. you, Khalil. Yes, Bust you better make ceilings. history. These glass ceilings. Footprints, okay? Footprints in the sand, young king. I love it. Queen B, and no, it's not Beyonce, is being sued for alleged insurance fraud. Um, Who? Oh, you talking about Lil' Kim? Lil' Kim. Kimberly the doctor, Jones. Kimberly Jones of Brooklyn, New York, is uh, being sued. Oh dear. For $15,000 in medical bills. Yikes. Um, is this for one of these surgeries? Uh, I assume so. Oh, man. <laughs> I assume so. That's unfortunate. But I don't know. I just know that the doctor is alleging she, she committed insurance fraud. And now she's skipping out on payments. And oh, she did man. recently file for bankruptcy. Oh, um, no. And allegedly owes million, millions of dollars to creditors. So. Cheese and rice, man. This is not, you know, we are not, we we love Queen, we love, you know, the original Queen Bee. We love Lil' Kim. Um, and we just are going to hope and pray that she gets all of these things together. You help know what I'm what saying? Help is what we need right now. No Wesley Snipes, no Ron Isley. Um, so this is really sad, but I wanted to make sure that we mention the name of Malia Davis, um, the four-year-old who was missing for a month and was recently found. Uh, we don't have to go into any details about the story. Um, but I just wanted to make sure that we sent all of our love and condolences and, uh, and all of that to the family. Um, it's a really sad situation and you have to be a really sick person to to want to harm an innocent child like that. So, um, yeah, I wanted to make sure we send our love and our condolences to the family of Malia Davis and that we keep them in our thoughts and in our prayers. That part. <sighs> Robert F. Smith is helping 1,000 students land paid internships after he already paid the Morehouse grad debts. Holy God. 
He is I just, mean, woo, he is really trying to get a starry crown in heaven. I'm telling you, he has put it in overtime. About to announce his presidency. And guess who's going to vote for him? Because you, ready. sir, definitely have the people's interests at heart. We have to shout him out. Did you see the interview with Kelly um, where she opened up about feeling second best? Kelly Rowland? Kelly Rowland. I did not see that. Yeah, they asked her something about the elephant in the room. And she she said, you know, it's the first time she said it, but it's feeling second best. And it's not to put, you know, to diss Beyonce because they, they seem to be on very good terms. Those are best friends. Those are sisters. But I think as she was speaking to her own experience, which... I mean, can you imagine being in a group with Beyonce and then no. Beyonce going solo? <laughs> Absolutely no, not. No, I cannot. So these are very, this is very human. And I think it is beautiful that she was so vulnerable and opened up and shared that because she didn't have to. Um, Thank you, Calendria, for your right? transparency. Yes, we love it. She must listen to Getting Grown. Um, (laughs) we wish ABC and Walt Disney are also threatening to stop filming in Georgia if the anti-abortion law takes All right, let's pull on out everybody's leaving okay everybody get in formation everybody get in formation because we're not going to stand for it like we're going to show you exactly how we feel about this I just I know we haven't gotten into detail about it and I don't you know we don't we don't have to but I am all I am all the way here for 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 us doing the work. And I think that I appreciate ABC and Walt Disney uh, for standing up a lot of for money. something. Yeah, that's a lot a of lot money. Of but money. they're like, guess what? We're going to find somewhere else like, to film. Guess who? Guess who ain't? Guess who ain't? <laughs> Disney, Disney stepped up like the king is here. <laughs> and and <laughs> ABC yeah, stepped up like the queen. So, what's up? Uh, And then last in the trash, Frank Lucas uh, passed away at 88 years old. If you don't know who Frank Lucas is, one of the biggest drug lords in American history, also depicted by Denzel Washington in American Gangster, um, one of the only roles in which he did not play himself. And so... You know, I love Uncle Denzel. I'm that's not a diss. That's not shade at all. I love Uncle Denzel. But if we are going to be completely 100, Uncle Denzel plays himself. He's like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio followed in his footsteps. Uncle Denzel can can act. He just plays himself. But American Gangster. Oh, no, that was Training Day. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Training Day. But I was thinking about Training Day where he did not play himself. But American Gangster, he depicted Frank Lucas, which is also not himself. But, yes, yeah, so that happened. Um, rest in peace. I, I, you know, Frank Lucas ain't never done nothing to me. So <laughs> I don't feel like he ain't never done nothing to me. But give me a great Jay-Z album. Um, and that's that. And we actually don't have very many grad shout outs. So we can go ahead and get through them. Okay. My sister's popping right now. Oh my God. So we don't even have to put timestamps this week because we literally have two graduation shout outs. Full disclosure, Key and I are recording three days after the last time we recorded. We're a little early, oh, which means the next early. weeks might be a little bit heavier. But you know, y'all are you, we're rolling with it. We're doing the we best are. we can. 
And we wanted to make sure that we got you a show on time this week. We're trying. So so we're going we're going to go ahead and get through this and continue to send your graduation shout outs remember graduation season is coming to a close soon which is also why they're dwindling so send your grad get your last grad shout outs in to getting grown podcast at gmail.com i'll start with the first one it says hello aunties jade and kia my name is bria and i'm shouting out myself on May 11th, I graduated from Rochester Institute of Technology with a bachelor's right. degree in chemical engineering. Come on, RIT. It was a long and difficult journey, but by the grace of God, I overcame and was able to graduate with a full-time job lined up. Thank you for this opportunity to celebrate myself, and thank you for the amazingness that is getting grown. Shout out to you, Bria. Congratulations, girl. And shout out on a job already. Come on. Securing the bag. I'm with it. Yes. With it. Okay. Hi, Auntie Jade and Auntie Dr. Kia. My Aww. name is Taylor Amani Roundtree. I just want to start off by saying that you guys have been my saving grace through these trying times I've been having in this big scam called adulthood. I want to shout out my damn self. I graduated on May 30th, 2019 with my BA in television and radio and a minor in women and gender studies from Brooklyn College in Brooklyn, hey. New York. This is something I have busted my ass and a half for. Between working two jobs and being a full-time student and battling anxiety that made getting the end, uh, getting to the end much harder. But I did it with the support of my amazing boyfriend, my Nana, who I know is looking down on me and is smiling ear to ear. And you guys keeping me focused by letting me know weekly that I am not alone. I love all that you do. Keep exuding Black excellence with a dash of much needed ratchetness. <laughs> I truly live for it all. Love and Rockets, Taylor Roundtree. Taylor, you are just the most precious thing I've ever seen. Thank you for yes. these sickening pictures. Um, you see her rap squatting in these graduation photos. I mean, photos. a full prison post. We I trusted it. the struggle. Yes, on it. this cap. I know. I mean, these pictures are so amazing. And so are you. Shout out to you for um, making, uh, completing this goal. I want you to go out here into the world and, you know, just take it by storm, honey. Do your thing. Get your things. Now you have Absolutely. what it takes. Go get what is rightfully yours. We're Absolutely. proud of you, sis. We are. And that's our graduation shout-outs this week. <laughs> Woo! All right. Now let's let's move on. Big banking is, or should I say, was broken. They charge high fees and use our deposits to fund pipelines and oil drilling. This greed leaves millions of Americans behind and destroys our planet. But it doesn't have to be this way. That's why lots of people are looking into Aspiration, a financial firm for those who want more money in their pocket and more power to do good. Featured in Forbes, the New York Times, and Money Magazine, Aspiration offers a 2% annual percentage yield, zero ATM fees anywhere in the world, and the option to choose your own monthly fee, even if it's zero. Plus, Aspiration commits 10% of their earnings to charities that help other Americans and offers, cash back, and, and offers extra cash back rewards for shopping at socially conscious businesses. Everyone deserves a financial firm that's fair, provides great products, and helps you make more money while making a difference. Put your money where your heart is. Download the Aspiration app to open an account, earn 2% annual interest, pay zero ATM fees, and save the planet while you're at it. Away offers high-quality luggage at a much lower price by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. Choose from nine colors and four sizes, the carry-on and the bigger carry-on, both of which are compliant with all major U.S. airlines, the medium or the large. All suitcases are made with premium German polycarbonate, which is lightweight and unrivaled in strength and impact resistance. 
and the 360-degree spinner wheels guarantee a smooth ride. Best of all, both sizes of the carry-on are able to charge anything that's powered by a USB cord. And thanks to their lifetime warranty, if anything breaks, Away will fix or replace it. Try it for 100 days, and if at any point you decide it's not for you, return it for a full refund, no questions asked. So I got my way back a couple weeks ago. I took it with me to Portland. It was so nice that some lady walked off with my bag. But I was able to get it back, um, and I just love it. It is the most convenient suitcase that I've had. I love the battery. I can charge with it, um, charge my phone and my iPad and anything else. It's uh, really lightweight and easy to, to utilize and move around the airport with, and it's very sleek. You just have to make sure that you have your name on it because people like them so much that they take them. Uh, um, um, for $20 off of, a, off of a suitcase, visit Away Travel dot com slash grown and use the promo code grown during the checkout that's awaytravel.com slash grown and use promo code grown for 20 whole dollars off a suitcase all right y'all it's time to uh, get to this kitchen table and get into another healthy conversation about uh what it means to be both black and woman in the world mm. um I mean, and, and, and black and male too just just black in general or just of color or just whatever y'all know um, we don't want to exclude anyone, but we, but we do uh, want to have a conversation that's kind of been on my, on my heart and mind and in a few different ways these last few weeks. And I've been kind of going back and forth about whether or not I wanted to have the conversation on the show. And if so, how, and um, I've been hemming and hawing about it because I feel like it's a, uh, it's a risky business because I think there's a lot of room for misinterpretation and I am uh, triggered by being misunderstood. <laughs> but but um, so I am very, very triggered. Like, I just don't want people to, to take what I'm saying. She is comfort zone on behalf very much so. of you very all. Much so. Very much so. But I thought that we would, it would be useful for us to have a conversation about relationships uh, romantic relationships uh, specifically, not necessarily whether or not we should have them or whatever your personal preferences are, but more so just having having a more broader conversation about uh, having a healthy perspective of uh, around relationships, mm -hmm. thinking about relationships, putting them in their proper place in life, um, because I think that they're are a lot of misconceptions about what it means to be single. Just like there are a lot of misconceptions around what it means to be married or be in long-term partnership. And I think that those misconceptions um, result in, you know, decisions that are made hastily <laughs> and, um, you know, just kind of all the time, you know, not always ending up, I'm rambling or getting jumbled up in my words, but not always ended up in, in the most ideal situations mm -hmm. um, because we're managing the social pressures around what it means to be in relationship or whether or not we should be in relationship. So I want us to talk about it because this is yes. something that I feel like I deal with um, in one way or another. To kick things off, I would ask you, Jade, um, because I think we should both talk about both, right? So I don't want yeah. I don't want you to feel like you have to be the authority on marriage, just like I don't want to be the authority on singleness mm -hmm. or what it means to be single. But I just think like growing up as a black woman in society, 
what would you, what, what do you think are some of the common misconceptions around what the single girl or the single woman experience is? Um, uh, some of the misconceptions that I see for myself is that when you, as a, for a single person is that, um, you're not really allowed to talk about being single and me, you have kind of had that conversation Mm -hmm. because if you speak about being single from a standpoint of being content, then you sound like a bitter bitch. Like, Oh, well I'm good. Like Like, I don't need no man. Like a he man, man. Yeah. He man, woman (laughs) hater or a he woman, man hater. A woman, man, he hater. Woman, man, she woman. Yes. (laughs) Little rascals. (laughs) So, you know, you, there's that. And then if you speak about at all wanting companionship, then all of a sudden you're lonely and desperate (laughs) and desperate. And it's like, well, how come I can't just be a human being who is either a okay and I'm fully like I'm I'm full. I feel good with myself right. and I see, you know, struggles and things that I may not want to deal with. Why is it o- not OK for somebody to say I'm good? I don't actually have to be in a relationship. And then why is it wrong for somebody to say I, you know, I, I do long for companionship at times? Yeah, I feel like we tend to think about things in really extreme ways, mm-hmm. um, like you either have to be all of one and none of the other and or vice versa, but there is no like duality. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is something that I, that I am very bothered by Um, because I think in many ways, singleness is weaponized. Mm -hmm. I feel like people use singleness uh, as a threat (laughs) I think people use singleness as like a read. It's like a curse. It's like, oh, that's why you ain't got no man or like no, those things. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I think people also use singleness um, as a means to um, kind of, I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this. Well, people will kind of just like call you out for being single um, in, in ways that, you know, just... Use that as a judge of your character, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Be- like, like, like you're sing- single. Yeah. Why are you single? Yeah. Like there must be something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make it and they speak of singleness as if it's not a choice. They speak about singleness like it's a condition or a circumstance. Right. Um, and, and they actually kind of take away all of the agency that the single person has. Like... And I think this is something that is specific to women because I don't hear. And I mean, I could be wrong. Y'all, I'm sure y'all will correct me (laughs) if I am, but I don't hear men being spoken to about being single in the same ways that I've experienced people, um, you know, speak to me or my, my other single friends or, you know, what have you. Um, I think that, that men are, uh, respected Mm -hmm. um or affirmed um for being single you know the older that they get it's like oh wow like you're really focused or you're really this or you're really that um you know just maybe that's not the right way to say it but I just feel like men don't catch the flack that women catch when you're over 35 and and when when you're over 35 and someone and, and someone learns that you're single never been married 
it's more like, oh, like, oh, what happened? More so than like, that's what's up. Meanwhile, I have been in, in instances where a man, I've been the same age as a man who's single, never been married, and people will high five him and say that he's been really focused on his life and career and kind of building legacy and taking things to the next level. But that same assumption is not made in my direction, is what I'm saying. I will um, say this, if you don't, if if I can check it. No, please. I, I, I fully agree with you. Like, I don't feel like men face the same implications. Like, they don't face the same. It's not, it doesn't have the same impact. Like, they don't have people who are coming to them as often um, asking those things. I have seen, though, where a man could be um, single, uh, you know, a, a well-developed man and he's single and he don't have no kids. And, and people would be like, you, are you, like, they either assume he's a hoe. Or he's gay. Or he's gay. Yeah. And which is also not right. Which is not problematic. Saying, which <laughs> it's problematic to assume yeah, yeah. anything about anybody. We're not saying it's not right to those because there's nothing wrong with any of those things. But well, being a hoe, yes. <laughs> no matter what your sexual orientation is. <laughs> but it's like, well, how come why do I have to be a man? I feel like sometimes black men too, especially like they're not allowed to that's why black boy joy has become a thing. Because there's like they haven't been able to have that space either where they're like there's nothing wrong with me nigga i just like i just am not ready yet like but men do get a lot more grace with that i'm not ready yet as opposed to women i do feel like i see that a lot more often absolutely um so let's turn the turn the uh let's turn the table let's spin the lazy susan uh lazy susan huh I love a lazy Susan. Me too. Let's spin the lazy Susan to the other side and talk about the misconceptions that people have about being married. I'm gonna let you yeah, kick what have it you off. Seen? Well, what oh, I, okay, were, okay. Well, yeah, I what have first. you seen? Because you kicked it off with me single. Did did did. Okay. I think these are extreme. They're two extremes, um, but I have seen them. So okay. I feel like people assume that, like we've talked about before, marriage is either like you know. Bliss, like 24-7, marital bliss. Mm. Like you both are walking around looking like hard eye emojis all the ding dang time. Mm-hmm. Or you are just tolerating each other. Basically, like, mm. like, or it's just like, I'm just putting up with this nigga for tax reasons only. Kids. And and these <laughs> and these kids. Otherwise, we don't bang. So, like, um, I think that, you know, I have seen I have seen people kind of speak about marriage in those two very extreme, very different ways. Mm-hmm. I also feel like um marriage is celebrated as like this, this finish, this like destination. Like mm. we are married, we made it. Um, and I feel like, I mean, not having been married, I can only assume, but or observe. I feel like what I've observed or learned from other people is that the marriage, like the wedding, the end of the wedding is more, is really the beginning. Like, 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 you know, that's really the beginning of really learning how to live in partnership with someone who sees the world in a very different way than you do. That's when the gun go off. Which is, you know what I'm saying? Like, which is, which is work. So I feel like we think about marriage in terms of 
you know, oh my gosh, vacations and me and somebody's son, right? So that's how we think about marriages. It's going to be so beautiful. He's going to eat chicken off my behind in the pool. We're going to take pictures for the gram. It's going to be amazing. So while I take a bubble You know what I'm saying? He going to be, he going to take all my pictures for, you know, it's, we think about it like that uh, when in actuality, there will be many times when like, you know, you guys won't even want to talk to each other because... You know, I mean, and you, mm-hmm. you're you learning, you learn about each other nonstop, right? So we feel mm-hmm. like you date someone because you're getting to know them and you are getting to know them and building a relationship and a rapport. And I think you marry somebody who you feel like you know, but I can only imagine when you're living with someone within a marriage, you learn First, that you don't know this nigga at all. <laughs> like, at oh my God. Oh, like, there's oh a stranger God, in my house. <laughs> Took a while to figure out. <laughs> there's no way you can be who Jesus. you said you are. <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, but yeah. like, And also, I'm going to stop right here after this one because I know that you have several. I feel like um, we think... I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to leave it right here. But I feel like we, we as women don't have a real concept of the nature of the relationship between our husbands and their mamas. <laughs> I don't think we really know. We, I don't think we really know that. <laughs> and I feel like even when we get with, you know, you know, me and Bae's mom, I took her to Target. We had a good, you know, a good cackle, y'all. You know, and y'all kick it. And, you know, we go over there sometimes. But I think that there is a whole nother level to building a relationship with his mother and his family that I think is often taken, you know, for granted. Or, you know, we, I don't know if we really go into that thinking about it with, with the same uh, level of detail that we think about all of the pleasantries, right? Like all of the amazing parts of marriage it, that we fantasize, yeah. that we are socialized to fantasize about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's nobody's fault. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's, it's TV's fault. It's TV and Disney's fault. I know we spoke Disney's praises earlier, but we must be balanced here. Duality I also is feel a like thing. it is also our, I also look at my family and my, my mom and my grandparents and I, they have to hold the bag too, but maybe that I'll let you finish. We oh yes. Them, yes. Also as I well feel in like addition to my grandparents, my mom were really, they were in some, some, sometimes intentional ways and sometimes it's like subconscious or implied ways they were, but I did receive a message of what it meant to be a wife or what yeah. kinds of things make me a good wife. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Um, and I, I feel like all of that was really heavy handed mm-hmm. on, you know, like, I don't think my brother got that messaging is what I'm saying. Right. Like, I feel like a lot of that, that training, that kind of, that kind of culture. Grooming. Absolutely. Yeah. It was about, I remember I was telling Keisha about this just last night. My grandfather had a conversation. Me and my brother shared a bedroom until uh, we moved out of my grandparents' house my senior year in high school. And um, I remember feeling like, okay, when I was about 12 or 13 years old, my grandfather had a conversation with me about keeping the room clean. 
he had a conversation with me, not a conversation with the both of us, but he had a conversation with me about mm-hmm. keeping the room that my brother and I sh- clean and um, his justification or his reasoning behind why he was kind of singling me out in this is that he made it very clear to me that this kinds of behavior, these are the things that I need to know how to do in order to be a suitable wife. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> so, so not, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna just leave that right there. But my grandparents don't do anything separate. Like they have done everything together as long as I have ever been alive. And I'm sure beforehand mm-hmm. trips, lunch, Same. jobs, Same. everything. And while that's beautiful and, you know, we <laughs> could look at posts and be like, wow, old people are sweet and, there is a different, I, sometimes there's a different value system there um, that I think we've seen. But I don't know if that value system is necessarily, I'm not going to say any value system is the right one. Your value system is yours. And I think a lot of assumptions and things have been placed on us on how we're supposed to behave in relationships uh, and from, from a lot of our, our elders um, and not, I think that there are core values that we can take that can really help us as people. But it's like, I would much rather you tell me how to be a good person yeah. and how to take, you know, take care of myself and then how to be whole within that relationship as opposed to that relationship being your whole. Woo! You have already preached. <laughs> so, because it's like, like you always speak about with your mom. You wish that she would have given you those levels of vulnerability with as it pertains to being a single mother, as it opposed as as it. uh, Why did I get my words? My same thing as it um, applies to you being a black woman like those kind of things are helpful to us and help us develop as people. And I don't feel like a lot has been placed on helping us to develop as people. I feel like men are allowed to develop more as human beings and as people than a lot of black women. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of that goes back to like wives and and partners. Like we're, we're, we are encouraged to be wives and partners at the expense of being people. Mm -hmm. I've been, you know, and and I mean, I honestly, and y'all know me, I love the Lord. He heard my cry and I ain't never going to not be a Christian. You understand what I'm saying? But I do feel like we have to have some real candid conversations about how the church talks about a lot of these things and what and what that means, you know, in these spaces as well, because I think that's a lot of what this messaging comes from. And I say that to say that I've been to a lot of women's conferences, women's meetings, women's services, women's brunches, women's prayer breakfasts, women's everythings. And, you know, where the conversation around what it means to be a woman almost exclusively talks about what it means to be a wife. If you don't have, if you don't have a husband, how to get one. If you got one, how to keep one. If you lost one, how to get your next one. So like, so like, (laughs) but, but at the same time, I feel like on the men's side of the programming, there's a lot more conversation about, you know, entrepreneurship and building and and building generational wealth and legacy Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, how to deal with like life and, and, and walking out, aspects of faith practically um, Mm -hmm. where I feel like that conversation, I'm not saying that we should not have any conversations about uh, relationships and family in the church. That's not what I'm saying. I Mm -hmm. I just feel like 
there is more to being a woman than being a partner. And I wish that we would, because I feel like that, that the heavy handedness of that conversation is the reason why a lot of our perspectives around what it, what it, what our relationships are and where we are in terms of the relationships that we want. I think that that's a lot, has a lot to do with how those things can be unhealthy and skewed mm -hmm. and just have us out here feeling. I mean, cause I speak for myself. I felt like I've been blamed. You know what I'm saying? I feel mm -hmm. like it's my fault and it might be, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not saying, uh, I'm not saying that to say that there is no personal responsibility in, in it. But I, I do feel like um, I wish that we can, I just wish that we can kind of get to a place where we can be more real and more uh, and, and less pretentious when it comes to what it means to be single, what it means to be married or a partnership. And I wish that, that we could help each other a lot more. I mean, I feel like we could help each other a lot more if we were transparent um, and, and not so like us against them. I don't know if I'm making I sense. No, that makes perfect sense. I, I feel like another thing too, is that we have to, in order for us to, to start having these conversations and for them to be productive, we also have to realize that we have to stop jumping to extremes as people, as individuals, because a lot of these, um, a lot of these stigmas and things like we we've talked about the origins of where they come from and why we feel these ways. But I think too, so like I'll speak about, I'll speak from a, from a married perspective. I'm not speaking on behalf of everybody. I'm speaking on behalf of myself. <laughs> um, but if, you know, if you holler, let me hear it. I feel like sometimes with being married, like you said, the, those two extreme, like those, there's two extremes. You either are like, lovey-dovey the best things uh, best friends I married my best friend mm -hmm. um y'all do everything together you know what I'm saying like all of that or like you said the other extreme you you you're just barely there like you're you're just tolerating each other and I feel like we can't have honest conversations about some of the struggles that we deal with in marriage because it then gets perceived as, oh, well, then you're in an unhappy marriage then. But it's like, no, I'm actually an imperfect human who's with another imperfect human. And with that being said, sometimes complicated issues are going to arise or we're going to have a difference of communication or outlooks on how we see things or even how we interpret things or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And that's Absolutely. just human nature in general. But I feel like when it comes to being married, there's an extra pressure there which allows you to not talk about some of the issues because if you talk about the issues, then it's perceived as it's a, it's, it's not a good thing. But if you don't talk, if you sit here and you have happy things, there's either people who are now with social media being a thing. There's either people who are like, Oh, they just posting the good parts of their life, which I mean, who's getting ready to post a fight, <laughs> <laughs> but it's important for us to have these conversations. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean I hate my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I love him. And sometimes like I literally want him to go into the living room and I don't want to see his face. But that <laughs> doesn't mean, you know what I'm saying? I think we should be more transparent about it because I think it gives us that that uh, reality helps uh, helps us to really get healthy 
conceptions of what it what it means like you know healthy perceptions of what it is that we want full full multi-dimensional understandings of what we want so i am single yes w- ultimately would i like to be in relationship with the person i'm meant to be in relationship with yes but i feel like um <clears throat> that is not what i have hung my hat on like that's not going to make or break my life at least right. that's my aspiration. Cause I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I know that there's just so much like, yes, I feel like I'm going to make an awesome wife. I know that I will, but the Lord, when he made Kia didn't say Kia is going to be a wife and that's it. Um, and I just, I, I, I so so in the meantime, while I'm waiting on husband, wherever he may be, <laughs> I, I am working on cultivating all the other parts of Kia mm-hmm. because, and if you think about it, that's, a, that's, that's enough to keep me busy. Mm-hmm. Um, such that I won't be, you know, like, cause I've been there and I know what it's like to be wondering, like, when is it ever going to happen to me? And that's mm-hmm. hard. And I'm not taking that away from anybody. I think those are valid mm-hmm. feelings and you should have them. Absolutely. But I'm just saying that we have to, just have more of a well-rounded and um, healthy understanding of what it means to be a wife. So I know that I'm going to make an amazing wife. That doesn't mean that being a wife is going to be easy. (laughs) So while I am not yet a wife, I'm going to enjoy being in here with my only begotten houseplant, Maurice. (laughs) And we are just having the time of our lives. Because I know pretty soon it's going to be a nigga in here looking at me waiting for a sandwich. Yeah. Or he can make you a sandwich. Or that. Like, that can be a thing. Both and. <laughs> not either or. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes I make you a sandwich, nigga. Sometimes you make Both me a and, sandwich. Not either or. Right? That's the thing. I Yeah. I and, and And like you said, I do feel like it's an us against them type of situation sometimes. Like, you'll notice... Um, I, I think there are assumptions that single people make about married people and married people make about single people. Hell yeah. So <laughs> single people, I feel like sometimes single people, oh, well, girl, I didn't tell you about it. Cause I know you, you know, you over there and you, you busy. You married. Yes. You sometimes, got like, yeah. yeah. Guilty. Guilty as charged. Sometimes, but sometimes <laughs> I don't want to hang out with this nigga though. Sometimes I want to hang out with y'all. <laughs> That's true. And I will say personally, my friends are really good. My friends are very inclusive and, I have a a really I have a very blessed situation where I have a super involved in-laws and a very involved, you know, spouse who is super hands-on. So we're both a, a, allowed the time to, you know, do the things that we want to do, but I know that's not always the case and I have seen it where it's like, "Well, no, nah, I didn't call that cuz you know, she got her head up her nigga's butt." So, you know, she act like she can't come out the house. And sometimes that's the case too. <laughs> I have that, also seen that. Fine. I have also seen that be the case. Because sometimes there are things in the house that are more pressing. But then with married the people, moment. we have to be mindful too. Like, you know, I I, I have single, sing, a lot of single friends. And that don't mean like just me and Tristan, if we're going to go out and we're going to go do something and this is not date night, like we're just going to do something. And I hit my, my people like, do y'all want to come roll with us to do A, B, and C? A, I'm not going to sit up here and slob my nigga down in front of you and make you feel uncomfortable. (laughs) But I feel sometimes with married people, you know, a lot of us can can 
assume that single people don't want to hang out with us. And you, why not, why not blend the, you know, why not blend the families? You know what I'm saying? So I do think that there's a lot of misconceptions that happen between the two parties as well. And if we would stop looking at it like that and be like, this is my friend who just so happens to be married, or this is my friend who just so happens to be single. It doesn't, I think that that doesn't have to negate how our friendship moves. Right. Absolutely. I think if well, the the bottom line is being married is complex as yeah. is being single. Yep. And I think that um in order for us to kind of think through whatever whatever phase of life we find ourselves in on our way to wherever we want to be, where you know, if if we're already there or if we're aspiring to get to a different place, I think mm-hmm. it is important for us to kind of maintain that position that you know like whatever like life is complex it's not it's not simple so we have Mm -hmm. to make sure that we're thinking about things in in very nuanced ways um to give ourselves space and grace to learn how to be okay with wherever we are trusting that we're going to end up where we belong um and you know, I think it's the another another thing I want to say before we wrap up is that it's really important for us to, um, <clears throat> you know, not fall victim to comparison mm-hmm. and um, cultivate really healthy relationships with self so that you have a full understanding of all that you want and don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's going to be critical to how you function in relationship. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm sure you you probably got something to say about this, but you you have to be clear about yourself and what you want so that you can communicate that to your partner. Um, yep. But, you know, even, I, I think, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of, um, there's a lot more that we can talk about. I just wanted to kind of start the conversation around, you know, just kind of saying, I'm tired of seeing people, uh, pigeonhole my married friends and say that all they all they want to do is spend time with their husbands and families and they don't want to go go out and have fun or spend times with their friends um and I also don't want people to pigeonhole me and -hmm. think that you know just because I'm single that I am sad or uh, lonely. Now there may be days where I'm sad and lonely, but that doesn't make me sad and lonely. It doesn't make me desperate. It doesn't make me um, angry or bitter. Like sometimes it just is what it is. Uh, Sometimes I'm just okay. Like, (laughs) and, and, and singleness is not something that you have to figure out for people. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. stop asking people why they single. (sighs) Like, well, maybe that's just my petty peeve, but just no, <laughs> stop, no, stop asking, asking people, people why they're single. Why they're single? Because I just feel like I mean, there's a lot. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot. It's a loaded question, and I don't know. I mean, because people assume that. So, like, my answer, my new answer for that question is because I want to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like people, when they ask that question, their assumption is that they're going to, you're going to talk about all the things that are wrong with you or not quite right with you or the things that make it challenging for other people to get near you or next to you. It's like, no, I'm mm-hmm. single because I have yet to find someone who I, I'm open to being in partnership with. 
That's it. I'm single because these niggas in my phone, and I, I, these playing these niggas are playing in my face and in my phone. And I'm a woman of a particular age, <laughs> and I don't have the time or the energy to try to vet through all of this other stuff. That's it. The man who is serious and wants to say something to me will do that. And until then, I'm good. Like I'm good. I'm good. I'm great, actually. Life is grand. I'm meeting goals. My credit report is outstanding. Life is amazing. Like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? My DMs are abounding. No one's worried. I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand that. Well, I guess I do understand it. I, I think it just comes from a mentality where, like you said, we were conditioned and raised so long. Like, and it started so long ago, we were conditioned and raised to be married and have babies. Yeah. That, now that's the norm, but that's not the norm. It is and the I norm. Like that I know you're right. I'm sorry. It's I the norm as far as human nature. No, you're fine. You're the, it's the norm as far as human nature, I guess, to eventually want to procreate. It's the norm for human nature to want companionship. Yeah. But I think that how that companionship looks varies from couple to couple. Fuck. Look at Oprah and Stedman. Listen. Billionaire. Niggas been together 30 years. Ain't never been married. Ain't never going to be married. <laughs> and, and <laughs> like, content. I mean, as happy, hell. just pigs and slop. But the thing it. is, um, I think we also have to take into consideration that, you know, societally speaking, like culturally speaking, mm-hmm. we are not mm-hmm. far removed from generations where a husband was your ticket. If right. you didn't have a husband, you were going to be broke, busted, and disgusted. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you were a woman of a particular lifestyle. Like you didn't have access. Like at one point, um, you know, having a husband was status. But I feel like because we have evolved in a way that women are now able to uh, have a certain um, ha- to to attain certain things alone. We don't like, you know, I think we have a a, a more our, our understanding of what it means like we think about marriage from women think about marriage differently because of that. But I don't think that men in society, and other generations have caught up, to, caught up with us yet. Mm-hmm. And that's not a judgment, but that's just kind of like what it is. Right. So and we also have to contend with the fact that, you know, there's all these other factors that impact the family. Like think about like the incarceration rate. Think about, uh, you know, racism, systemic, you know, structural issues that have really separated men and women and and like literally severed family ties in many different mm-hmm. ways. There's a lot of those, the implications of that are vast. And I think that a lot of black women are dealing with that. Like that's, you know, it's more than just like, it's, it's being, it's more than just a numbers game out here in terms of, you know, men and women, women and women, men and men, like however, whatever, uh, you know, the, it's, it's, not, it's more than just a numbers game, but there are other issues, other factors that mm-hmm. influence the way that people are getting together or not getting together. Right. And I, I think we don't think about when we're talking about like, oh, he's single, she's single, they single, whatever. We don't think, think about the reasons why or the rationale with these same nuanced lenses. We just are so apt to say, she can't keep a man or whatever, like, you know, right. those right. kinds of things. And no, a man couldn't keep me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they say, okay. Okay. But I just wish that we, I want, I would, I would very much love for us to evolve in the ways that we as women think about relationships, think about ourselves in relationships, because 
I think that that while it is beautiful to be in partnership and I'm in companionship and have best friends, I'm not saying that I'm against any of that. These are all things that I'm praying for in my own life. But I just I just feel like there is much more to life than that. I think that you can have both if you really want it. And um, I'm just in this space now where I feel like God has it for me. My responsibility is to be uh, is to be ready. And and when I say ready, it's not just like I'm working on fixing things in my life, but it's just like I've had certain kinds of experiences and I've been exposed to certain things. And I'm in a place now where I can move in relationship the, the, in ways that are productive mm-hmm. um, and not just out here, like, you know, because of my age and where I am in life, I have a husband because I should, because you think right. so. Right. <laughs> That's all. I think with this needs to be a series and I would love to hear from the <laughs> listeners. I would too. And I would, I honestly, and we got to think about who we want to have on, but like, I would want to mm-hmm. have like, I would love to have like, you know, one of our other married friends on and I would love to have one of our other single friends on so we can continue to kind of probe these issues. I would love to have, you know, like Crystal or Fran, mm-hmm. Nikki, like Shari or Whitney. We can have like some people on to just kind of really uh, talk about this more because Agreed. it's not just our perspectives and, and experiences. But I just wanted to kind of broach it for the for the for the good of the order to just see how folks were feeling about a conversation about relationships and why, how women, how we, we talk about it, how we think about it. Um, you know, and just like this whole fascination with, with, with being in relationship without really having a full understanding of what that means all the time. I, I, I want this to be a series. So, (laughs) Um, single people, married people, people in long-term committed relationships, non-marriage people in domestic partnerships, people in long distance relationships. I would love to hear from all of you. Like I want to hear from everybody getting grown podcast at gmail.com. Um, just about some of your issues, concerns, conversations you would want to have or hear surrounding relationships as it pertains to your particular situation and i would love for us to be able to develop this so gang girl podcast gmail.com uh this was good yeah I yeah like i thought this. i thought i was gonna throw up i really didn't want to do this did. but it wasn't that bad you did good kia has literally been hemming and hawing and very anti when it comes to conversations around dating and singleness. So give her a round of dating? applause. What is dating? <laughs> well, we can also talk about that and what is dating yeah, in yeah. today. Um, but yeah, we'll get into all of that. Let's go ahead. Let's get this conversation rolling. Make sure you guys are writing in getting grown podcast at gmail.com. We really want, want to make this a thing and let's move on to our HB. Okay. With more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes, Third Love designs bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Just answer a few simple questions via Third Love's Fit Finder quiz to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. Then, thanks to Third Love's 100% fit guarantee, you can wear, wash, and put your bra to the test for 60 days. And if you don't love it, you can return it and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. This is hands down the most comfortable bra your own with straps that won't slip, tagless labels, and lightweight, super thin memory foam cups. 
Okay, so like me and the men in my life, uh, my, my boobs do not agree. <laughs> they are uh, very rarely on the same page. One is one is big personality. The other one is a bit more introverted. Either way, <laughs> third love has solved all of my problems. Them half sizes is really the beast niece and got both of my boobs on one accord. And I don't That's know it. where I would be without them. Uh, I also really, really love the fact that their t-shirt bra is so super comfortable and they have a nude that is actually nude for my chocolatey brown skin. Uh, so yeah, I'm a big fan. Third Love is going to continue to get all of my money. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering our listeners 15% off of your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash grown right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. Uh, that's thirdlove.com slash grown for 15% off today. Honestly? Truly. All right. Let's go ahead and get into this honesty box. Let's give her a pseudonym. She asked for one, sis. Okay. Uh, oh, it's raining right now. Um, Let's call her... Uh, a Marie. <laughs> a Marie. It's just one thing that got her tripping. Hey, Jade and Kia. First off, I want to say I love the show and I... Oh. Oh. Was that thunder? Yeah. It's raining here too. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's about to start. I love rain. Me too. Especially when I don't have to leave the house. First off, I want to say I love the show and I get so hyped when I get the notification that there's a new podcast out. You all inspire me to keep pushing when I feel like canceling my adulting subscription. Woo! Oh, my God. Now onto the honesty box. I've been friends with my best friend... For seven years. Okay. We started out, tried a relationship in the very beginning, but for reasons, immaturity, and he had a girlfriend, don't judge. It didn't mm. work out. Fast forward to now. Right. I know, right? The mess. <laughs> and that's the tea. Fast forward to now he's 28. I'm 25. And we're trying to make it work. After seven years of being strictly and purposefully platonic, I'm finding it hard to see him in a romantic way. Don't get me wrong, everything else is great. He has all the qualities I want in a man and I enjoy spending time with him. But when I look at him, I still just see a friend. What do you think, cousins? How do I find that spark with someone I look to as just a really close friend for almost a decade? Hmm. So, wait a second. Okay, is, I, is, I, I is, think there's a chunk missing. Yeah, so is he, like, what? Is he, is he trying to bag? a relationship? Right, like, <laughs> right. is he trying to bag? Like, what's happening? Okay, so we're going to answer this based off of two things. Okay. If he's trying to bag you, or if this is you just thinking in your head and, mm -hmm. like, trying to organize your thoughts, um... If he's trying to bag her, sis, what what would you say to her? If he's trying to bag you and you don't see it, I don't know if you can make yourself see it. That's it. Um, I feel, because when I hear her talking about, you know, he has all these other qualities, but I just don't see it. It sounds like she wants convincing. Um, right that this is a like that's a good man savannah but i i right. don't like um i'm of the belief that if you don't see it naturally making yourself see it uh often means that you're not gonna see it for very long <laughs> like right you know what i'm saying like i i think 
time. If it's something that you think that you might want, but you're just not sure, then I say give yourself more time to naturally, you know, maybe after a while, it'll be a thing. But right. like maybe he'll like, you know, like he'll you'll see him scoop some some ice cream one day and you'll see that vein in his forearm and be like, wait. So Okay, hold on. What just happened here? Wait. But um if you don't see it, I just don't, I don't know. I don't feel like you can you can make yourself see it. I've now been able to make myself see it. There have been plenty of good men, Savannah, who have who have really been like, you know, here and willing and ready. And I have really tried, but there's always that one day where I really yes. just look at him and I'm like, I don't like this nigga. Like I don't it's like, like the way he danced. I don't like hello. like I don't like him. And I don't know. And Lord and I've asked Lord if there's something what do I need to do? Help me to like him. If he's supposed if he's supposed to be the one I'm supposed to like, help me no. to like him. But it just has never to date, it has not worked for me. And it it has not. It's not. Now, there's a difference. There is a... Because I know I have suffered from this syndrome before, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. Like, there, there is a... Like, I like... I like a... How do I say this? I have liked a particular type of man for a long time. And the, the thinking behind it is slightly problematic. And I recognize that as I get a little bit older, um, that sometimes I'm just going to speak candidly, if I may. Give me grace. <laughs> there have been times where problematic thinking has arose due to teachings and also just personal attraction. Where I'm like, well, I don't like this nigga because he's too soft. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I am now realizing that a lot of that, those qualities that I deem quote unquote soft in my, in my ignorance are actually a lot of signs of strength. Those are, those are, you know, that's those unicorn men who know how to communicate and, you know, they're, they're very much allies in the feminist movement and they know how to be sensitive and how to open up about their feelings and they're down for therapy and they're this and that. But that's not always the norm. Um, and I can recognize where some of those qualities sometimes are. Uh, ooh, wow. Is that hell? <laughs> Nigga, that's hell. Well, let's hurry up. That's crazy. I'm not going to win. Uh, but anyway, I I started rambling. If 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 you if he's pursuing you and you just aren't feeling it, you like he has said, you just not gonna feel it. Like if you're not Sierra, don't look at Sierra as your prime example. Sierra was dealing with future who was the complete opposite end of the day that she ended up with. And then she has led you all astray with this <laughs> prayer that she spoke about. Oh God. Oh God. Do we want to, um, I don't know. Go ahead. Uh, know. Do it. Do it, sis. You've been holding it. You might as well. <laughs> Keep talking while I try not to choke. <laughs> Sierra told you all that she prayed for Russell Wilson. She prayed for a man like that. And while you should always ask for what you want, and like Kia and I said earlier, don't... And now we're starting to... Oh, honesty box. Girl, Anne-Marie, you need to give <laughs> us some more clarity as to 
if this nigga is pursuing you or if you just conjured all this up in your mind. We just need to, we need just need the surround. We just need to know what's going on. Yeah, around. I need some more context. Dude. But now let's get into the Sierra discussion real quick. <laughs> Sierra told y'all that she prayed for this nigga. Wow. And I just feel, I just have a problem with it because I feel like it can lead you to think that if you just say this prayer that that you don't get this nigga who's gonna come into your life and sweep you off your feet and raise your child with you that he didn't make and have more babies in it's just gonna be fairy tale Disney happy ending happily ever after. And I think that I I I don't know. I don't feel like it's along the same narrative as you know I don't know. Maybe it is asking for what you you, so you listen. when you get yourself together, you chime in. As a praying woman myself, <laughs> I believe that it is it is not only it is not only encouraged. I mean, it's not only um, useful, but encouraged that you pray for. I think we should all talk to God about who we want ultimately to be in partnership. I think it's okay for you to have preferences and want to and want certain things. And I think that those are the things that we should be talking to God about, especially. Mm. But I feel like uh, that conversation. So what, what, what um, annoys me about this whole craze, like all of the hoopla that came around Sierra kind of releasing this prayer that she prayed. I don't have an issue with her praying for her man. We all should be praying for our men. My issue is the people have latched on to Sierra's prayer um, as if they were some sort of recipe or magic word. Right, right, <laughs> and right. It's like, it's like, no, beloved, Sierra prayed to God for the man that was right for her. Whatever That's she said to God, right. Yes. Whatever she said to God was between her and God and God, you know, God moved. I don't even know. If, I don't want to say, well, we could say God moved in response to their relationship and what, you know, what, you know, the conversations that they, they, she, they had had about, you know, whatever it, I think we are getting people. I think we're getting hemmed up in Sierra's prayer more than, and, and more, we be putting more focus on that. than we're putting focus on the God that she prayed to. Like mm. you have to, we have to understand. Well, for me, I look at Russell Wilson and I don't be like, I, my thought is not like, oh, Sierra did that. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that you know what I'm saying and I feel like that's where a lot of us get tripped up I feel like a lot of times I'm gonna be careful how I say this because I feel like people are gonna feel away um having a husband doesn't make you an expert in husband getting mm. I mm. think whatever you did for your situation is what worked for you that doesn't mean that you should go around telling people this is what you do or in order to get what I want you got to do what I did I think that that's 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 risky dangerous <laughs> so but but <clears throat> my concern is so we get so caught up in the actual words of Sierra's prayer and mm -hmm. and for me we lose the fact that what made the difference was that she was praying and in that prayer um <clears throat> you know she was able to through through that prayer life and other things so it wasn't just prayer but she was able to do the work that she needed to do um you know in her life such that when it was time for Russell to appear 
or to be there and, you know, to step in in the capacity that he stepped in, he was in his place and she was in her place. And I also feel like we can't like as as amazing as Sierra and Russell looked on the red carpet and on the shade room and on Instagram, wherever else we see them as amazing as their relationship is, all their date nights and everything else. <laughs> we have to, we, we cannot fall victim to the dis like being disillusioned to believe that he don't get on her nerves and she don't get on his. Woo! Like, I just feel like that's not, that's not real life. I'm sure that Sierra's uh, wigs be hanging on the doorknob. I'm sure that, you know, she be leaving her lashes on the sink. I'm sure that she be eating that nigga's french fries. I'm sure, I'm sure that she be, you know, asking him questions about who's in his, like, I, who's in his DMs or what have you. I'm sure that all the issues that are common to relationships in our lives are common to to Russell and Sierra. Like, I don't buy mm -hmm. for one. Now, there, there may be another level of communication around these issues, but I don't feel like they are all living a Disney Pixar perfect life. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. As Nobody I, is. no one is. Cause I just feel like it's, it's not healthy for us to assume or to feel like we should be pushing toward that kind of standard. Cause we don't know their business. We don't know what goes on behind their closed doors. So I just, I, that was my biggest beef with the whole Sierra prayer thing. Cause I'm feeling like these are not, you cannot hocus pocus your way to a husband, beloved. That's just not how that works. It's just not. And Sierra prayed for the husband that she was supposed to have. Um, and that might not be the husband that you're supposed to have. Like you can't, like you can't pray Sierra's prayer because she already got her husband. So shut up. Are you there, God? It's me, Sierra. Oh, no, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. God doesn't work like that. But I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. But I just feel like we, why do we, I don't know. I, I just think that that kind of behavior to me reeks of kind of this like pressure and desperation that we have to just have a husband by any means necessary that will have us out here feeling like we can, you know, turn around three times and pull your ear twice and jump over the broom <laughs> and call your best friend and slap her high five. And then the husband, you going to bump it to your husband at Target. Like, that's not how it works. It's no. just not. It's no. not. <laughs> like, and, it's just not. And I don't think there's anything wrong with people sharing their quote unquote fairy tale I don't, experiences. There's nothing and it is wrong a fairy tale. It is a beautiful yeah. story to tell. This is not me shading their story. I just feel like a fairy tale is just not like, like, like fairy tales are fairy tales and life is life. Mm -hmm. So we can look at Russell and Sierra and be like, yes, they are stunning and beautiful and black love. And it's all amazing. But I, I think it's, it, if we hear that they was arguing outside the Dairy Queen, we should not be holding the clutch in our pearls because that's what that's couples it. do. Like, that's I just, it. I just feel like every nigga, I'm sorry, maybe. <laughs> I was just going to say every nigga. I just feel like I've not met a nigga that's not going to get on my nerves. <laughs> and, and I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure. You, you won't. And I'm sure that I get on. I sure I get on. I am certain that I get on niggas nerves. I had a nigga that tell me the other week. I love every part of you, even the dumbest parts. Oh, <laughs> he was like, oh the dumb, he was like the dumb parts. You know, he said, I really like the dumb parts of you because they balance out all the great parts of you. But you do got some dumb parts. And I had to be like, true, because I probably do. That's fair. That's totally fair for me to. Thank you. 
I like your dumb parts too. Like what? Like what? Like <laughs> okay. But I think that's realistic. That's real life. Because I look at my grandparents. My grandparents will be married sixty-seven years in ju- in July. And like your grandparents, mm. they they did everything together. Everything. But I right now I love going home and um to my grandparents house and sit in the kitchen with my grandmother and my grandfather say something and see my grandmother roll her eyes like ugh like that that is just like the best thing to me because I just love that that they still get each other on each other's nerves because I feel like that is like woo okay that just gives me a realistic expectation of what is coming I'm gonna marry someone and that nigga's gonna get on my nerves for the rest of my life isn't that beautiful like it is <laughs> that is just that's beautiful. It is, but it's also horrifying. And it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's so good. Okay. But yeah, I hope that we... Sis, A. Marie, girl. So I don't really feel like we know enough to say whether or not you should be trying to make yourself have feels for this man that you don't have feels for. And we, like Jay said, we need to know um, if you... Right, have you dreamed up? Is this is this a, a scenario of possibilities? Or has this man said, yo, I'm ready? And you trying to figure out what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, write us back so and let us know. We'll do an update so that we can uh, kind of get to the bottom of everything. But yeah. That's it. That's it. Lay, let us, keep, keep us, let us, let us know. I, we need more detail. <laughs> we just That's need more mean. detail. All right, let's move on to our petty peeves. Okay. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Okay. Um, so, uh, my petty peeve this week. As I was looking for trash, because I don't really observe this on my own timeline as much. But as I was looking for trash, you know, I have to go into the depths of Haiti sometimes to go find it. Um. <laughs> Y'all know what that is, the Hades room. Mm-hmm. And I noticed it was another post, and I've seen, you know, several posts like this before about somebody's postpartum progression. And my petty peeve this week are for those celebratory postpartum um, photos. It's not. <laughs> oh, God. So, listen, I'm trying. This is it's the petty peeve, so I I can say it, but I'm going to try to say it where it doesn't sound like I'm trying to police what people are doing or, or dish you like for, for, you know, for your progress. Cause that's not what's happening here. If you are a workout buff, you know what I'm saying? And you just are proud of the steps that you've made or not even a workout buff. If you've just, you know, if you have felt every, every single one of us as a woman, as a woman who's been pregnant, I can say I definitely felt outside of myself even after having the baby because I didn't always, you know, I'm like, I, you know, I, I'm not myself. I carried a whole human inside of me, you know? So I celebrated the, the moments and the steps that came along with losing that baby weight. But these snapback photos where people are celebrating, like having a completely flat stomach and like four hours after they gave birth. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot. It's problematic because then it almost kind of shames women into thinking that's what they're supposed to do after they have a baby. And I know everybody's body is different. You know what I'm saying? 
everybody's body's different. You have a right to post what you want to post. You have a right to say what you want to say. But just in trying to take that level of responsibility and like community as women, you know, I, I feel like there, there's, there's a shame that's surrounded by people now if you don't have that immediate snapback. And that's not realistic. So my petty peeve this week, I guess, is what? For social media, painting unrealistic pictures of what real life is and making people feel bad about themselves. I, I guess that's what it is. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's real. We, I feel like we can say that about a lot of things. Pregnant, mm. pregnant women and otherwise. That's it. Um, yeah, and otherwise. And otherwise. I think that uh, my petty peeve, <clears throat> I'd like to personally um, just a big F you <laughs> pollen and ragweed and... All other allergens that have mm-hmm. are just completely impeding my capacity to breathe and live my life normally. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my sinuses are were told by Apple Care, <laughs> they are pissed, and I am just tired. I'm tired of sneezing. I'm tired of itchy eyeballs and noses and runny noses. I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know, this this petty peeve is dedicated to all the other people, all of our other listeners who are out there struggling and suffering through this allergy season because mm-hmm. evidently my sinuses have a lot to be mad about. That's it. And um, <clears throat> I have been trying to mute my mic so that you guys don't hear me and all of my bodily fluids. Oh, please, if you... We're disgusted in any way. Please know that I am as well. And I'm very sorry. <laughs> Is I it unmuted that, now? <laughs> I hope so. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. I hope that, um, I hope that, you know, I have not inconvenienced you um, too much, but I am really doing the best that I can. Jade can tell you that my whole face is falling apart right now. She, she's been having a time. So with that being said, we'll go ahead and tie this episode right on up. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you um, so much for everybody who listened. Um, make sure you get your last graduation announcements in getting grown podcast at gmail.com. Help us to expand this conversation on relationships. We'd love to hear your viewpoints. Getting grown podcast at gmail.com. And then a mean in them. You have anything else? No, I think that's all I got. All right. Well, tell the people what to do. As always, ladies and gentlemen, continue to stay hydrated and, uh, you know, mind your business and ever moisturize because your black will crack if it's dry. Bye. Bonsoir.